Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Good morning. Welcome to our online campus. If you're joining in today, we're so excited that you're tuning in. And of course, to everyone here, welcome to, to the, being in the room with us together, right? How great is it? So good. I will never take it for granted ever again in my whole life, right? How we missed each other <laughs> when we were not able to gather. So praise God that we're here together. And I'm excited to be here with you and to be able to um, kind of jump into our week four of our follow series. I hope it's been a blessing to your life. Um, We basically had Easter Sunday and then dove right into this series. And the series is all about what it takes to be a true follower and disciple of Jesus. And you know what? It's good for you if you are a brand new Christian and brand new to faith, or if you are a been there, done that Christian. It's also good for for you too, right? It's for everyone because we all need to be inspired and reminded and even challenged about how to follow Jesus in a sincere way. And the only way you can learn that is by looking at the word, amen? We look at the word, we find that is where our truth is, that is where our example lies. And so we're excited today to be in week four, but I wanted to give you a quick recap because sometimes it's hard to keep up on where we've been going. We did take a little Sunday off for Mother's Day, a very important day of the year. Uh, So we took a little day off there and heard from some amazing women uh, from our house. And so week one, we talked about exchanging a recreational faith for a foundational faith, amen? We talked about this in week one. We talked about how Serving Jesus is not a Sunday thing, amen? That it penetrates every area of our lives. And as true followers and true disciples of Jesus, that's how we're called to live every day with him. And then week two, we talked about the word of God. We talked about how we have to have a proper perspective of the truth found in the word of God and that that is what we build our lives on. If you missed that message, I would encourage you out of all of the messages that have been preached so far in 22... 2022, I just said the, anyway, (laughs) to go back and grab that message because that's gonna be something you wanna listen to over again. And then last week, week three, we talked about the importance of relationships, amen, In 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 our lives. Relationships are huge, right? My parents would tell me who you hang out with is who you become, right? We've all heard that. Well, relationships are huge. Number one, Jesus at the center point and how, uh, how important that is. But then also, who are we adding into our circle? Amen? Who are we taking out of our circle as believers? And just talking about the importance of healthy, whole relationships. And then this week, we are going to talk about learning to pray and follow Jesus. Learning to pray and follow Jesus. So I'm excited. Let's dive right into our text from Matthew 16. This is where we've been um, finding our theme. And we're going to start here again today. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. You find it on the screen or grab out your phone. It says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. 
but if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. This is a confrontational verse, isn't it? It's a challenge verse. It's a challenge verse. And I can tell you one thing about being a disciple of Christ, one thing about being a follower of Jesus is that it truly is a day-by-day thing. Little bit here and there, amen? Uh, one day at a time. So if you're here and you read this verse and it's so challenging, you know, I would, I would encourage you to just put this before God, meditate on it, memorize this verse. And in your everyday, day-to-day life, ask God to show you, God, what are you asking me to change? What are you looking for me to, you know, give up or walk away from in order to walk into the next great thing that you have for me? Amen. So today we're going to talk about following Jesus in the context of our conversations with him. We're going to talk about prayer. But before you shut down because you think you know everything about prayer, (laughs) stick with me for a moment because I'm not going to talk to you about a certain model or mode of prayer, but I want to challenge our mindset, okay? As we pray, I want to challenge our mindset as followers of Jesus. How do we expect God to move in our lives through prayer? And, um, Let's first go to the Old Testament in First Chronicles, because we're going to read kind of a famous, well-known prayer, um, and it's, and then we're going to break it down. We're going to kind of pull a few things out and just really challenge ourselves on a new mindset for prayer. Let's talk about First um, Chronicles chapter four. We find the prayer of Jabez. Many of you might be familiar with this, and this is such a good thing to um, kind of pull apart and understand as followers of Jesus. The prayer of Jabez goes like this, 1 Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was one of the ones who prayed to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request, amen? My goal for our time here today is that when we talk about prayer, that we have a different mindset, that we have a shift as followers of Christ who are following him every day, building upon the other messages that we've heard in this series. I'm believing that God is going to really speak to our hearts, amen? Excuse me, my throat is... All of a sudden, it's like the allergy... Everyone, you can't cough in public anymore, right? (laughs) Or streaming online, right? Everyone online is safe, okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, awkward moment. Okay, let's pray and ask God to help us this morning. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. God, we ask Holy Spirit that you would open our minds and give us understanding today of what you want us to learn, what you want us to, to know, how you are inviting us to change, to become more like you, to be more like your, uh, your character, Father. We love you, Jesus. We give you our hearts today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're gonna talk about prayer. We're gonna talk about um, our conversations with God. And let's just be honest. Isn't it true that prayer is a little bit of a mystical thing? It kind of gets people a little weirded out. And, 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 you know, we need to normalize this idea of just talking to God. Because let's be honest, if we were telling a story about how we first became associated with prayer as a child, it is likely a weird, awkward 
setting. Picture yourself as a five-year-old kneeling in front of your bed with your parents. They found a book of prayers. And you begin to recite in the darkness, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. You're five. If I should die before I wake, what? I'm five. I, I don't want to talk about death. I don't want to contemplate death. The monsters in the closet and living under my bed are enough for me to not have to think about dying. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Okay, the Lord is snatching our souls, and this is how we're introduced to prayer. And it's a little traumatizing, right? It's a little traumatizing. It's funny now, but man, is it traumatizing when you're a little kid, <laughs> right? I don't know what your introduction to, in your life was to prayer, but you know what? Oftentimes, it's awkward, and it feels a little bit like something that is far off, that we don't have the right words, that we're going to say it wrong, that it's not going to be quite right or poetic, right? You want to see an accomplished, educated, smart, intellectual person, even people who speak for a living and often do presentations for their job, do you want to see them feel awkward? Ask them to pray out loud in front of people. It's a real thing. Hey, Kim, you're boss at a company. You run a whole organization. You have hundreds of people that report to you. Would you open citizen group in prayer? Deer caught in the headlights, right? So my intention for today is that we would normalize this idea of prayer as disciples and true followers of Jesus, that we would come to an understanding that this is a conversation with God, right? This is just a conversation with God, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of getting it wrong. We don't have to be afraid of messing it up, right? It's, it, it doesn't have to be so complicated because when Jesus was walking on the earth, his disciples, his first followers, simply followed him, right? And when he taught, he would talk to them about it after and explain it to them. Do you know that when you hear the word preached, you can pray about that word to God and ask the Holy Spirit to, ex to help you? to understand it, to minister to you understanding? Do you know that when Jesus was healing the sick, he would walk with his disciples and he would talk about, this is what just happened. He would explain things to him and he'd minister and then he'd have conversations and he would explain to them. And so they learned and understood how just to simply talk to Jesus. And that's how we should be simply talking to God, right? Not irreverently, but God says we are his friends. Amen? Not in a familiar, when I say familiar, I don't mean familiar in an irreverent way, but rather in a familiar way, in an intimate and loving way. God wants us to feel that freedom to simply have conversation. So let's take a look at this prayer of Jabez and put on a new mindset, amen, towards prayer, a new mindset. We're gonna pull it apart and unpack it just a little bit. So let's, believe that we're going to pray prayers that God is attracted to. And you'd be like, what? What does that even mean? Do you know that when you pray in agreement with his will, he listens, he hears. There's a lot of people who are not following Jesus who are probably praying for things that, you know, may or may not be God's will for their life. But God says real prayer, a conversation with him, that when you're in a relationship, you can, you can pray for the things that are in line with God's will for 
your life, amen? And you see your prayers answered. So number one, pray for God's blessing. Oh, that you would bless me. Do you know that God wants to bless you? Oftentimes as believers, we're really good at praying for other people, believing God for other people's things. And we don't always start with asking for God's blessing. Jabez was the one who prayed this and God answered his prayer. Do you know that God wants to bless your life? As you follow him, as you walk with him day by day, God wants to bless your life. What does this blessing mean? What does this word blessing in the Bible mean? This word blessing is all-encompassing. It's resources in multiple and various areas of your life. The blessing of God comes in so many ways. The, the blessing of God comes like a river flowing through your life. I just watched a movie the other night with Michael and we were, it was based around the Nile River and it was based back in time. So I don't know what that part of the world looks like now, but then it was pretty desolate and it looked like just desolate desert. And then you see where the Nile River is flowing. It's green, right? It's lush and there's life and there's abundance because the river is flowing through it. The river brings life. The river brings abundance out of nothing. Amen? Because, and that's how God's blessing is in our life. It's not just one thing, but that one thing feeds other things. Amen? And the blessing of God is almost like a snowball effect in your life as you're walking with him daily and believing for God's blessing. He's ministering to you and he's adding to your life his blessing, his blessing as he sees fit in your life. You know, God knows what we need before we even know, but he also cares about the things that we know that we need. And he's faithful to provide. God wants to bless your life and we need to invite that blessing into our lives, change our mindset and expect God to move. Too many times though, the thing about God's blessing is it's meant to come into your life, flow through your life, and then bless others, isn't it? The blessing of God is not just for you, it's a river. And so oftentimes, we stop behaving like rivers and we start acting like retention ponds. And then we kind of take the blessing of God and we start calling it my stuff. And God, there at that point cannot flow in like he was, like he once was. Because we're withholding. The blessing of God comes to bless you, but it's always for others. Oh, that you would bless me, right? Oh, that you would bless me. God's blessing isn't just meant for me, it's meant for others. It's meant for my life. You know, when water is flowing through a pipe, the pipe gets wet. The purpose of the pipe is not to be wet. It's to bring water to others. But you can't help when you are a conduit of the goodness of God in your life to have that blessing on you, amen? And so there's a generosity in the blessing of God that is circular that I think we have to wrap our mind around because when we think about blessing, maybe we think about it in one area, in family. Maybe we think about it in career or in, in you know, 
our purpose here on earth, whatever God has put in front of you to accomplish. May we think about it in health. May we think about it in finances. But the truth is the blessing of God, the only way to live it all and have it all in Christ or in life is through him. Amen. It's the blessing of God. And we can invite that into our lives daily into our lives daily. This mindset really changes how I think about God's presence in my life, amen? Because because, um, his presence in my life is not just for me, but it's for others, it's for others. Listen to what God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse two. He said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. So from the very beginning, it was understood by God's people that the blessing of God wasn't to be held for ourselves. We should pray for it. We should invite it into our lives as we walk with God, as we follow him. But believing and understanding that the blessing of God causes us to be generous, amen? Causes us to be those who really carry the blessing of God to others. The second thing is pray for God to increase your influence. So, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Remember, we're talking about as followers of Christ, a mindset switch. As we follow God and we are living our lives for his glory and we are daily seeking him, he wants to bless you. He wants to expand your territory. Increase, increase your influence. Increasing my territory is, you know, this might sound a little bit selfish, maybe, you know. When you understand that God's blessing is no longer just about you, though, that's not a selfish prayer to pray. Amen? Because your influence on this earth is for the glory of God. So God wants to expand your influence for his glory. Prayers that might sound selfish to people that you don't know, you know, these might be prayers that sound selfish to people who don't have the same filter, but don't back down. You, you can have faith to pray big, bold prayers. Think about the prayers that the disciples were praying as they were, you know, going out into all the world to make other disciples, right? They're believing for God's blessing. They're believing for God's increase. They're believing for these things that we're going to, that we're talking about today. And they're expectant that God is answering and he answered. So we, we are to be the same as we follow Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, two and three, Isaiah understood this concept. And he said, enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. God wants us to have a new boldness in our prayer lives, amen? Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and in the sorry and will people the desolate yes and will people the desolate cities expand means to stretch out and and not hold back this is an instruction not just for people in the old testament this is for us today this is an instruction for god's people who are walking with him and following him to believe him to expand their influence there are desolate cities right that need your influence right? This is not an actual city, maybe, although, maybe. (laughs) These are desolate places that need your influence. There are places that are dry, that are faithless, that are lifeless, that need the presence of God, and we bring that with us 
Following Jesus means not holding back. Following Jesus means not settling. Following Jesus means stepping out in faith, right? <laughs> beyond what you can see in the, in the natural, beyond what you can handle, beyond what you can figure out, and believing that God is going to expand your influence and relying on him in those moments to fill that gap. That can be scary, but we can believe God. We can trust him for um, expanded influence, amen? Expand my territory. This is not selfish. We see it in the Bible. We see it in the Bible. This is not a selfish prayer. If we're living lives as true followers of Christ for his glory, God, expand my influence, amen? God, God is so good. He has a good plan for you, but don't, don't um, be surprised when the expansion of God's influence through your life costs you a little bit right? If you pray for, say, another child or another business, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some work. It's going to be some time. It's going to be some focus. It's going to be attention, right? It's going to be some things that you have to lay down in order to pick up this new thing that God wants to do in your life. And that's the divine exchange where when we're walking with God and we're following him and we're inviting him, oh, that you, oh, that you would bless my life, oh, that you would expand my territory, suddenly our priorities have to shift, amen? I know for me, every time we had another child, like space had to be made, right? My focus changed from the way I slept to the way I walked to the way I ate. Everything changed every time. And God, and, and as you make room for the new thing that God wants to birth in your life, as you step out in faith and say, God, expand my territory, do this in my life, and trust him, he makes a way. He brings the life, amen? He brings that thing into your life, and he does what only he can do while we are walking in faith and obedience following after him. That's how God expands our influence, and he is always faithful, I can't do it, God, but you can do it through me. Amen? I can't do it, God. It's always a stretching. There's always a stretching time when we're asking God to expand our influence. Here's the third one, and I'm gonna just pray that God would really just bless us, that he would expand our influence, and then also pray for God's presence. Okay, the next thing that Jabez says here is, please be with me, please be with me in all that I do. This is powerful because, you know, sometimes we do think we can do things on our own. We don't say it out loud, we don't actually think it, but we might not be as concerned about tackling certain projects. You ever have, do, try something new or have a big presentation or a big interview and boy, your prayer life is ticking up, right? It's like, faith is rising and I really need you to show up for me, God. But there's some days where, you know, we don't feel like we're that dependent on him. And I wanna challenge our thinking and our mindset and our daily prayer lives as we converse with the Lord that every day we're asking for God's presence in our lives that no day is wasted in him, amen? And that we invite his presence because you are responsible. We are the carriers of God's presence everywhere we go, but you and only you are responsible for the, your personal atmosphere of faith. And there's certain things that the presence of God can't abide. And as true followers of Jesus, as we walk day by day, we have to understand that a life of obedience, a life of surrender, a life of faith in him is our goal. 
And so as we walk with him, we invite his presence, God be with me in all that I do, not just on Sundays, not just in my small group, not just when I'm doing so-called, you know, spiritual things. Most of life is not spiritual, right? Most of life is mundane, but we can invite the presence of God into the mundane moments of our lives, believing that God is with us. He's always with us everywhere we go in everything that we do we have a responsibility to carry his presence. And again, this is the blessing of God and it's not just for me. You bring the presence of God wherever you go. You bring the blessing of God wherever you go. And people notice the blessing of God that's on your life. They recognize the presence of God that's on your life. Sometimes they oppose that. Some of us have experienced that. Sometimes they oppose it, but you bring the presence of God. God, go with me. If you're not going, I don't wanna go, amen? If you're not with me, I don't wanna go. There's such a priority in God's presence. And we know that the way you can maintain that atmosphere of faith in your life is obviously through prayer that we're talking about today. I think worship is a great one as well. Worshiping God and just understanding that He is always with me. He is always with me. And here's the last one I wanna talk about today. Um, God blesses me, he expands my territory and gives us more influence, right? God, give me your presence. Lastly, Jabez said, pray, pray for God's protection. Oh God, keep me from trouble and pain. Keep me from trouble and pain. I feel like a lot of us have prayed this over the last couple of years, right? A lot, just keep, because obviously with a global pandemic, God, protect my loved ones, protect, but you know what? Pray for yourself too. God, help me, keep me from trouble and pain. You know, sometimes there's things that, that, that God is helping you to avoid and you don't even see them because you've paved your road ahead of you with prayer. Oh God, keep me from trouble and pain. A final word in um, Ephesians 6, 9, 10, and 11 is familiar. We're talking about the armor of God. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in, the, and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Can I encourage you today as you go out of this place and as you navigate your day-to-day -day life, we do not struggle against people, even though people are a lot, okay? Let me just say it out loud. It's a lot, right? They're posting, they're tweeting, they're talking, they're just a lot. They're beeping at you in traffic when you, it's barely green and they're laying on their horn. You know, like, come on people. I say that, I don't like, people, right? Come on. But here's the thing, <laughs> where was I going with that? We don't struggle against people, even though it feels like that sometimes. As kingdom-minded believers who are following Jesus, we must understand God loves everyone, all people. And we can adopt that heart. We can walk in that supernatural kind of love, but we have to have supernatural armor on. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God so that you can withstand these attacks that come. And guess what? They come through people sometimes. But you know what God uses to combat that? People. 
us as we follow him, as we follow him and be disciples of him and we trust him and we step out and our mindset as we converse with him day to day, growing in our faith, here a little, there a little, one day and to the next day and to the next day, every day stronger in our faith, following Jesus as disciples. Oh God, that you would bless me that you would expand my influence for your glory, that you would be a river of blessing in my life, going through to others, that you would go with me. Finally, that you would protect me, amen. We have the armor of God that we can put on. And I would encourage you to pray this in a conversation every day. God, today I'm putting on my armor. That's what that looks like. No special words from the King James, my dad would quote the King James. He was so sad when we went to Bible college and they didn't do the King James anymore. We did the new King James and all the flowery words were omitted. But here we are, still following Jesus. But you know what? You don't have to worry about that. You can just say, God, you know, today I'm putting on the helmet of salvation because I'm forgiven and I'm not allowing the shame of my past and I know that the blood covers me and I'm not gonna carry guilt God, thank you for the helmet of salvation is protecting my mind, amen? God, I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. It's not something that is of me because I'm never gonna be perfect and I'm never gonna be righteous, but I put on the righteousness of God that he purchased on the cross for me with his own blood. And guess what? It's more than enough. No matter what your mistakes have been, no matter what yesterday looked like or even last night, you know what? His, his breastplate of righteousness is protecting your heart. It's protecting your vitals. <laughs> the, the breastplate of righteousness, God's righteousness. It's not anything we can earn, but we put it on. And this is a conversation that you can have on your way to work. This is a conversation you can have on your way to that interview, on your way to that conversation with maybe a family member or a loved one. This is what we can do with our kids before we send them to school. We put on the full armor of God in order to stand against whatever the enemy wants to bring our way because we are blessed, amen? He is expanding our influence. His presence goes with us, amen? And we are protected in Jesus' name. I hope today that this helps you a little bit, that you can kind of put this in your pocket, take it home and really practice it throughout our week. I wanna to close today just um, by praying for us, by praying for all of us, that God would somehow shake up, you know, some of the places in our minds and in our hearts that as believers maybe who have been there, done that, that, we, that God would shake us up today, that we would be challenged to kind of view our prayer life as in a little bit of a, a more tenacious, bold way, amen? Our conversations, our everyday conversations with God, that they would be full of faith and we'd be expectant, but we're gonna pray big, bold prayers for ourselves in line with the word of God, amen? The Bible says that God is looking, his eyes are roaming to and fro across the earth for those whose hearts are truly his. Those who are faithful to him, not the perfect, not the charismatic, not the ones with all the right, you know, family or Christian heritage or whatever, but those whose hearts are sold out to him, amen? And that's you and me today. He sees you today and he finds you. And the Bible says that he has from, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, he has set his eyes on you. He has placed his love on you. He has decided just cause that he was gonna love you 
that he was gonna choose you, that he was gonna anoint you, that he was gonna bless you. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your goodness to us this morning. We thank you for your love for us today, God. We thank you that we are called by you, that we are equipped through your word to walk each and every day as followers of Jesus. God, we thank you that we are more than conquerors through him who has called us, that we can live a life of purpose and adventure and accomplishment for your glory. God, that your presence is with us, that your blessing is upon us, that you are expanding our territory as we put our faith and trust in you, as we allow your blessing to flow in and through our lives. God, we thank you that we are blessed to be a blessing to others. And Father, finally, we thank you that you are protecting us, that you are guarding us. Father, from the things seen and unseen, Father, thank you that we can put our lives safely in your hands and know that you are in control. Father, we, we, we open our hearts to you today and we make that shift that we, God, wanna lose our life. And in doing that, we're gonna find our life in you. That God, we don't wanna try things our own way anymore. But God, we just lay down our own way and we pick up your purposes, your plans for our lives, God. Thank you that you are already breathing and whispering fresh life, new dreams, your promises into the hearts and the spirits of those who are listening to this message right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you to have your way to do what you can only do in our hearts today, God. We love you, we worship you, we praise you. If you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I wanna invite you to make that decision today. In a moment, we're gonna pray a prayer of salvation and I'm gonna say, say it out loud and everyone is gonna repeat after me. If, if that's you here this morning, I simply wanna ask that you would slip your hand up so we can see who you might be. Just saying, yes, I wanna pray. I wanna make that commitment this morning. We'd love to know who we're praying with this morning. We won't call you out, we won't embarrass you, but we will agree and stand with you. As we pray this prayer, I just wanna invite everyone right now to simply repeat after me as I pray aloud. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. Forgive my sin. Wash me clean. Cleanse me. Make me whole. I wanna live for you. I wanna be a follower of Jesus. Help me to learn what a true disciple is. In Jesus' name, amen.